What are the three key fantasy football questions facing the 2023 Cincinnati Bengals ahead of their training camp? It's time to break it down right here and right now as we begin another edition and close another week of Locked On Fantasy Football. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iyer. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. We're here looking at another team as we continue our training camp series, asking three key questions of all 32 teams. We are getting there to all of them before camps open throughout the league. Today's team is the Cincinnati Bengals, so we are into the AFC North we did all the NFC teams. We've done the AFC East. We also broke down for you the Baltimore Ravens. So we have on deck the Browns and Steelers yet to come, then looking at the entire AFC South and AFC West. So a lot of good stuff here to break down with those teams. The Bengals definitely are an exciting team to look at. They are the top team the past two years in the AFC that isn't the Kansas City Chiefs. So we're excited to see what they can do here with their awesome offensive skill weapons around Joe Burrow and how high can Joe Burrow get with the ceiling? And is there a worry about Joe Mixon? Those are some of the things we're going to explore here on today's show. Thanks again for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen today. Subscribe and follow for free wherever you get your podcasts. We're part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, your fantasy football team every day. All right, let's ask that first key question. What's the deal with Joe Mixon, and how worried should we be about his status with the Bengals? All right, we know Joe Mixon, the contract is a little bit iffy. They want to cut some salary here to extend Joe Burrow and give him the maximized deal that he's looking for. And you look at Mixon, very productive last year. Again, he finished overall as RB12, so the last RB1 on the board in terms of overall half-point PPR scoring. RB9 when you consider his average scoring, and he's ranked at RB14, so just outside the RB1's top 12 and half-point PPR, according to the expert consensus here for 2023. But that comes with a little bit of a caveat that he may not be on this team. They're trying to work out a deal, reduce his salary, restructure his contract, and make it work. He's had a tumultuous offseason with a off-field uh, accusation here, so Things that are playing out of his favor there, as well as his age. He is 27. They're going on having a bigger workload than most at this stage of his career. You look at what happened with his numbers last year, 210 carries, 814 yards there. So pretty good number overall, but uh, 3.9 yards per carry. That was a little bit disappointing. Where his bread was buttered really was the fact that he was able to get back in the end zone, nine touchdowns, and he also had 60 receptions for 441 yards. So that's kind of what helped him out here. We know down the stretch and into the Super Bowl, Samaje P. Ryan uh, took over a little bit uh, the last two years uh, in the AFC Championship again. We saw a lot of P. Ryan, but P. Ryan is gone, and with it, 
95 carries, 133 touches. So those are vacated. But they did draft Chase Brown to be the number two. So out of Illinois, he was a rising prospect, can do a little bit of everything, can catch pass as well. There's also a limited role so far for Travion Williams. They're high on him. They've been hyping him up a lot. And don't forget about Captain America. Well, not exactly, but his namesake, Chris Evans, also on the Bengals here. He hasn't really done much in Cincinnati, but they're high on him as well. So you have Williams and Evans and now Brown in the mix. So a lot of youth behind Mixon with P. Ryan, the reliable kind of swing backup gone. He signed with the Broncos to be a contingency for Javonta Williams. So there are some off-season, off-the-field issues. There's a lot of buzz about Brown and Williams and what they can do. Those are the next two guys up in order on the depth chart. And the question is, is he going to take a pay cut, the required salary change here, so they can fit him into the cap and work it out with a big contract for Joe Burrow around the corner. They're going to try to keep T. Higgins as well. We'll see if they can do that. But I think they would make Mixon a casualty easily. They'd like to have him on the team. But when you look at uh, what they had last year, 681 and six left by Samaji Pirine there. So that's the the kind of production that's available. But how much do Brown and Williams cut into it? Should Mixon be available? I think Mixon, I wouldn't say is going to see a committee role, but keep in mind he had the 270 touches last year. That might be kind of a ceiling. I think you're looking at maybe 250 as the most here, maybe in the 200 range, if they're really high on Brown and Williams, as they say. So a lot of things are going to go down with his usage. And again, the rushing just hasn't been there. Part of it was the Bengals offensive line wasn't that great. Now you get Orlando Brown Jr. to help block. So they should be a little bit better up front. And hopefully he can have that production. But again, the biggest concern with Mixon right now, I think dropping him, that's a reasonable spot, right? I mean, you drop him down on average RB9 to RB14. So five spots with all the things that are going on are fair, but I think dropping him below that is a little bit premature until we have any indication that Mixon may not be on the team and the Bengals are going to move on here. So I still like that. Maybe I draft him a little bit lower just because there's more uncertainty. I do like Chase Brown, what he brings to the table. Williams has been hyped quite a bit. They like what they can do. And uh, the Bengals have said they just haven't had the opportunity. So Pirine is gone, and those numbers could be easily swallowed up by Brown and Williams. And you have Evans as well, who's a good pass catcher. So we'll see if Mixon can maintain that pass catching role. That he's had uh, the key touches over Pirine. I think it's been a little overblown that Pirine is a pass catching back. Mixon definitely was involved with those sixty receptions, but definitely you could see a drop in that as well as a drop in the workload and carries to keep him a little bit fresher and uh, maybe make him a little bit more touchdown dependent. So. And I'm going to err on the side of caution with Mixon. Right now, as part of the team, I'm not going any higher than RB2. I think RB14 might be a little bit too high in half-point PPR because of that receiving diminished role. So I'm going to be careful. I'm going to draft him more as an RB2 at this stage, very deep into that, uh, closer to the 20s versus uh, the teens here with uh, what we're looking at Joe Mixon's value in 2023. So there you have it. There's the first key question asked about the Cincinnati Bengals here from a fantasy football take and we will ask about the wide receiver cover and joe burrow here before it's all said and done on the show uh, we'll see uh, what's up with jamar chase and t higgins and with burrow himself what he can do here in 2023 for an encore in fantasy football it is an exciting time of the year and we know the bengals are waiting for their nfl season to start but it's in full swing for the reds ellie de la cruz making them one of the more exciting teams of baseball with the texas rangers tampa bay rays there's just a lot of teams coming up strong. Atlanta Braves, of course, uh, tearing it up in the NL. Well, the best place to get in on the 
MLB action is at FanDuel. And with FanDuel, you can get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 you can spend betting everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run in a game. That's all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly on FanDuel. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel official partner of Major League Baseball and a proud sponsor here of Lockdown Fantasy Football. All right, it is uh, time to continue the show here and uh, break down the Cincinnati Bengals. We're going to get into the wide receiver core here in a moment. Thanks again for making Lockdown Fantasy Football your first listen every day. Every day airs, we will look next, uh, next time on our Next show next week, we'll look at the Cleveland Browns. So sliding over in the Battle of Ohio to that other team with Deshaun Watson and the like. All right, let's go back to looking at the Bengals. This is uh, more of a luxury kind of uh, pick type uh, question mark. Do Chase and Higgins, that's Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, go off again as top wide receivers? Now let's look at the numbers from last year in half-point PPR. Chase was wide receiver 12, but we're also the last wide receiver one. But wide receiver six in terms of average points per game. So in this time right now, he's ranked as wide receiver two behind Justin Jefferson ahead of Cooper Cup and others. Chase is there, but look at T. Higgins. He was wide receiver 17 overall, wide receiver 15 in average scoring. So nearly a wide receiver one, top 12. And he is in the top 12 as the wide receiver 12 in the expert consensus rankings. So you have Chase up there, Higgins up there. These two guys are dominating the rankings the Bengals receiving court and it might make you scratch your head a little bit because Tyler Boyd did finish as wide receiver 30 last year in overall scoring but when you look at it per average wide receiver 43 and his ranking now is wide receiver 57 now you look at the Bengals take a deeper dive here 148 vacated targets but keep in mind 119 of them come from Samaj P. Ryan and Hayden Hurst so those younger backs are going to help eat up the P. Ryan Catches behind Joe Mixon and Hurst uh, is going to be replaced by Irv Smith Jr. So a lot of those things are going to be made up there, but not quite. And you look, also look at Tyler Boyd and what's behind him. They now have uh, two rookies, Charlie Jones and Andre Ayesvas. And so a little depth change there with Trenton Irwin behind Tyler Boyd. So a little bit of a crowd. I think Boyd will be a casualty if they lock up Joe Burrow and uh, Jamar Chase. It's going to be hard to keep Higgins and Boyd. Boyd, I think, especially is expendable, and that's why they drafted these guys, such as Jones and Esavas. So they've got some slot options to go in that direction. Now, the question is, why is Chase ranked so much higher than Higgins? I think he has a chance to be more dominant here. I think they found a way to adjust. I think that's what kind of happened, right? With Jamar Chase as a rookie, he took the league by storm, was able to make big plays. People didn't respect him as much, a double team. And now they do, right? He's the focal point of this offense. But the Bengals found different ways to get involved, move him around, align him in the slot when needed, put him on different sides on the outside. You put the ball in his hands in the open field, show his uh, run after the catch skill. So same thing the Vikings have learned with Justin Jefferson, the former LSU dynamic receiver there as well, to just scheme your number one guy open. And they're doing that a lot more for Chase. Higgins is a little bit more dependent on Chase seeing some attention there. So that's why you have that separation. But I think Jamar Chase has a monster year. Could he finish as the wide receiver one overall? Absolutely. I think he has that type of role here with Joe Burrow being an elite quarterback. He's a go-to guy all over the field. He could finish like we saw 
many times with Tyreek Hill for uh, Patrick Mahomes when they were both in Kansas City. So, yeah, the separation could be there. So if I'm worried about one not living up to expectations, it's actually Higgins. Even though Chase is the wide receiver too, I think he could, again, go off and really exceed that even more. Well, Higgins, wide receiver 12, maybe a little bit aggressive given that separation. And given that there's some more maps to feed, I get it. Uh, it's all maybe competing with Tyler Boyd, but you factor in the tight end and the backs and the new receivers, it's going to cut in more to Higgins' workload than Chase. So there you have it. There's a second key question here. We feel a little bit better about Jamar Chase with his high lofty expectations of wide receiver one than we do with T. Higgins. Now we'll see if that all works for Joe Burrow. How high is Joe Burrow's ceiling? We'll explore that in our final segment here, breaking down three key questions for the 2023 Bengals ahead of training camp. Again, uh, we really appreciate you listening. Subscribe and follow for free wherever you get your podcasts. We're Locked On Fantasy Football. We're part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, your fantasy football team every day. And don't forget, we still have two more teams to break down in the AFC North. The Browns and Steelers are on deck. It's time to continue to, and close the show here with a look at the key question around Joe Burrow. There's really no question about Joe Burrow, but the real query here is, can Joe Burrow finish as the QB1 overall? Can he ascend to that status? We've seen different quarterbacks do that. He's on that trajectory. Let's look at the numbers. First, he was QB4 last year in terms of overall scoring. He was QB4 in average scoring. So however you look at it, Joe Burrow was QB4. He's uh, being ranked conservatively as QB5. That's because Lamar Jackson is in the mix there behind Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, and Josh Allen. So the numbers last year, Let's look at it, 44-75, good numbers there, 35 TDs, 12 interceptions. The previous year, 46-11, So around the same numbers there, a few less interceptions, one more touchdown. He's finished in a really good shape here. He finished uh, in 2021 as QB8 in terms of overall scoring, QB10. So he ascended quite a bit. He went up uh, four spots, six spots, however you look at it there. And this is a big reason why, don't forget about this, he had 257 yards and five rushing TDs. So he got to the four total or 40 total TDs there that were very critical to his numbers, but passing yard right around that 4,500. And the question is, how high can his ceiling go? Now, we expect another 500 to 600 passing attempts from him. 400 plus fantasy points is the key threshold to push above that. Last year was a, an around 369 points. So to bump that up, I think he has to get to 45 touchdowns. So add five touchdowns and essentially you get uh, 30 more points that way. 4,800 yards to 5,000 yards. Will that come to fruition? Something we can look at. And that means he doesn't have to rush as much. He could get 150 and we'd be okay. We just need the 45 combined touchdowns and the 4,800. And really what would really boost if he can push to 5,000, which is a possibility. Is he a 5,050 guy? I think Joe Burrow definitely has that potential with the weapons he has. So when you look at that, 5,050 is probably going to do it. It doesn't matter what he's doing on the ground. That's probably going to make him the top quarterback in fantasy. So he's right there. And right now he's a good value. I say QB5 is a great value. You would think, oh, wait, it's already pretty high, but – if anyone you think can finish as a QB1 overall, he's going to be worth it. I actually think I feel a little bit better about him, maybe displacing Josh Allen this year because of maybe running less from Allen and Burrow putting some numbers. We'll see about Hurts and Mahomes, but he could definitely be up there with Mahomes as the best like pure passing quarterback with a little bit of running to supplement those totals. So there's a potential, yes, even without the running dedicated work that Hurts, Jackson, and Allen can do to some degree that Burrow can really cut through and 
transcend it to where we've seen it. And, and I think it could be a Mahomes-like transcendent season here for fantasy. And MVP is always in the mix for that. And we know if you can put up MVP-like numbers, you're going to have a good chance to be the dominant QB1 force in fantasy football. So I think in Joe Burrow, great value here. I'm willing to take him as high as QB3 if you want to look at him right there as an alternative Mahomes and Allen. Uh, I think I still like Jalen Hurts a little bit better. Lamar Jackson, there's a case that Burrow should go over him as well here with his uh, pure passing numbers. So there you have it. There's a breakdown of the three key questions facing the 2023 Cincinnati Bengals from our fantasy football angle here. And uh, really not much to see here. I think we're going to trust the studs to come through Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, uh, and uh, T. Higgins there in the passing game. I wouldn't dig too deep there. We'll see how it works out with the new tight end, Irv Smith. But Tyler Boyd, you got to fade him. Joe Mixon, you're fading him as well because of the presence of Brown and Williams there to help replace some AJP Ryan. So the Bengals are an excellent offense, and I think they'll get better here with Zach Taylor and Brian Callahan. They're established. Their offensive line with Orlando Brown Jr. is going to make everything more settled here overall up front for them. So really in good position to be one of the better teams overall in fantasy football production here this season. So excited about the Bengals. And uh, really, uh, there's not much downside with Joe Burrow. I think he has a high floor, high ceiling. And again, those receivers make it happen when you have two potential wide receiver ones. That's going to help you put up those numbers. I think Smith will have a bounce back year away from Minnesota and be as effective as we saw with Hayden Hurst last year. So it's uh, all right there for the Bengals uh, to put up those numbers. And everything established here is what we like. They're just improving and upgrading their personnel overall and giving some more opportunities to those running backs behind Joe Mixon. Again, I think Burrow is going to really like having that better depth at quarterback as well to throw around with the offensive skill players. All right, so the Bengals, the three key questions there with the Browns. We'll ask about Deshaun Watson. We'll see what's up with Nick Chubb and maybe a bigger feature role than he's ever had before. And look at that wide receiver core, trying to figure out uh, any standouts behind Amari Cooper. So a lot of good stuff to break down with Cleveland after we look at Cincinnati on today's show. Thanks again for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen today. Subscribe and follow for free wherever we get your podcasts. We're available on YouTube and, of course, on all audio mediums. For Locked On Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. Have a great weekend, and we'll check you out on the flip side of July with more AFC North analysis.